Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. We say, speak to us, God. We need a word from you. Take our faith to a whole nother level. 11.15, can I get you to lift your hands and open your mouth and say, God, take my faith to a whole nother level. This month, in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands like you love him. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So we're starting this new series today called By Faith. Somebody say, By Faith. Now listen, seven days ago at what is known as the Feast of Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, the biblical or the spiritual year advanced to the year 5783. And hear me, this is no regular year. The Bible makes it clear this is a jubilee year. Hear me, what does that mean? There's three things you need to look for over the next uh, 358 days. Number one, you need to look for celebrations. Why? Because it's your winning season. A jubilee year means you're going to be celebrating your victory. I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's ready not to have a pity party, but ready to have a praise party. I need you to make sure you're not chatting with somebody online that's got low expectations, but somebody that's got high expectations. Matter of fact, every day you wake up, you need to say, another win is coming my way. When you go to sleep at night, say, and another win is coming my way. While you're at church right now, God is working on another win on your job, another win with your family. Somebody say, I'll celebrate wins this year. Number two, it means emancipation. What does that mean? You will have no restrictions. Hear me. God has removed all restrictions from your life. Hear me. You are in a season of life that only comes around once every 50 years. What does this mean? For some of you, if you miss it now, you might not have the same focus and strength you've got today. So I need you to maximize this time like it's going out of style. Somebody say there are no restrictions. Hear me, ain't nobody holding you back. There's nothing holding you down. There's nobody stopping you. There's nobody blocking you. The only place there may be a restriction is in your mind. And I come against every restriction and operation in your mind. Every restriction that tells you you cannot. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Somebody say no restrictions. Finally, restoration. And restoration for God means he's going to give you something back better than it was before. God never takes something or allows something to be taken from your life. He'll only give it back to you the way he gave it to you. Uh Uh-uh. When God gives you something back, he restores it. That means he's going to make it better than it was before. Hear me? For the next 358 days, these are three things I need you to prepare for. Say celebration, emancipation, and restoration. I need you to say that thing like a big old army in the building online. You type it in all caps like you holler it. Say celebration, emancipation, and restoration. Say all this year. 
Now watch this, watch this. Uh, today we're starting this new series called By Faith. This month, God told me my assignment was to make sure that you have the faith necessary to see those things manifest in your life. Why? 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Translation, we live from the unseen instead of the seen or our senses. Hear me. Many times people say, well, Bishop, I don't see anything. Guess what? That's proof that you're walking by faith because the faith realm, the realm of faith, it takes something that is unseen and it makes it something that's seen. The seat you're sitting in right now was created by faith. How do you know that, Bishop? Somebody had to see what nobody else saw to create what nobody else had created. And for some of you, you got to hear me. What's ahead of you, you've not seen it yet. Watch me in the natural. But you've been having dreams. You've been waking up. You've been inspired. You've been seeing God do things for other people, which is why you should never be a hater. Why? Because if you see God doing it for somebody else, that's so it can stir something up on the inside of you of what's available. And eye hasn't seen him, ear hasn't heard him, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you. Somebody say, I live from the unseen instead of what I do see. It doesn't take faith for you to do what you can see because the opposite of faith, hear me, 1115, it is not fear. You've heard people say this, faith over fear. Well, the problem is, is that faith and fear go together. Every time I sense fear, it's an indication I'm supposed to use faith. The opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is certainty because if I'm certain, I don't have to live by what I can't see because I can see it. You're so amazing. You're about to live by what you do not see, which will be more real than what you do see. Come on, somebody say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. This message is called Faith for Dummies, borrowing from the popular dummy series books that transform what was hard to understand into the easy to use. Y'all remember the faith uh, the, the dummies books? Um, listen, this one is called <laughs> Resilience for Dummies. Just in case you don't know how to bounce back, let me teach you how to bounce back. M matter of fact, watch me. Your neighbor is a whole testimony by themselves. They can write a whole book about how to overcome. They can write a whole book about how to be a survivor. I need to check this room and check online because y'all a little dry for me. I need to make sure I'm around some survivors. I need to make sure I'm around some people where the statistics wrote you off, where people wrote you off, where family wrote you off, where friends wrote you off. But God, I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, I'm the real thing. I'm. Yeah, if you need a book on how to do it, baby, just read my life. If you need a book on how to overcome, just read my life. If you need a book on how to be what they said you could not be, just read my life. Yeah. Faith for dummies. Faith for dummies. Faith can seem complicated. Faith can seem overwhelming. Faith can seem like, am I walking by it? Am I doing it? Can you be honest with me? If faith sometimes can seem complicated or overwhelming, wait, wait, wait. And, and, and if you don't think that it is, then you've never walked by it. I'll say it again. If you don't think that it is, then you've never walked by it. Pay attention. Faith can seem complicated. And not only can faith seem complicated, pay attention. Uh, but faith, uh, if you're not careful, if you do not walk by faith, you'll become a bystander instead of walking by faith. Which means you're standing beside what you should be walking in. You're watching other people do it, and you're wondering, God, why are you doing this for them? Why are you blessing them? Why are you taking care of them? Can we have an honest conversation, 1115? How many of us have ever looked at something that was happening in somebody else's life, and we were like, God, why is that not happening for me? And then if you're really honest, you started comparing, and you said, well, Lord, look. Uh, you started looking at what they were doing, and you were like, she ain't all that. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing all that. They ain't really doing nothing. Could it be that it wasn't about gift? It wasn't about talent? It wasn't about skill? It wasn't about anointing? It wasn't even about favor. It was because they were walking at a level of faith that you had not yet walked out. God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. That's why this month your faith is going to another level, which means your life is going to another level. And you're about to gain a level of respect with God. Why? Because when he sees faith, faith pleases God. Come on, say, Lord, increase my faith. I need you to say it like an army, please. Say, Lord, increase my faith. Now, 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 by faith, that phrase comes from what is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. It's in Hebrews 11. It's in Hebrews 11. And if you see, they got these stars like the Hollywood, um, the Hollywood uh, stars. That was one of the most underwhelming experiences when I visited L.A. I just thought it was going to be this wonderful thing. And then I'm looking at that. I said, this is the walk? That's it? Y'all couldn't wash it? I mean, you know. Yeah. 
Watch me. The Hall of Fame of Faith. Now, if you'll pay attention, look at the screen. If you'll pay attention to the lower third graphic there, you see a pin there. Why is there a pin? Because your faith has the ability to write your future. I'll talk over here where it sounds like there's a little bit of faith. Your faith has the ability to write your future. And there's all these names of people that are up here. But I need you to recognize you're about to write your name. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Your faith is about to write your future. Your faith is about to change the, what's ahead of you. Say, my faith determines my future. This summarizes the actions of ordinary people that did extraordinary things. Why is that important to know? Because sometimes when we look at people in the Bible, we look at them like they were these amazing people. If you look at them, they had character flaws, they had issues, they had consistency issues. Some of them were liars. Some of them had really, really, really uh, uh, deep insecurities. And why is that comforting to us? It's because sometimes we keep thinking, well, I don't qualify for that. Mm -mm, that's not how faith works. Watch me. Faith is not predicated simply based about what I believe I can do. Faith is predicated about my belief in what my God can do. Come on. Which means if he used ordinary people back then, he can use ordinary people now. I need to tell you, watch me. I'm sorry to disappoint all of the religious people that say God can't use you. God ain't going to do nothing for you. This is as good as it's going to get for you. Baby, he specializes in taking the ordinary and doing something extraordinary for them. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I qualify for this. I now, 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 they did everything by faith. If you read Hebrews 11, it'll say by faith so-and-so did this. 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 And the chapter starts by defining what faith is. You cannot do what you cannot define. So, Hebrews 11 and 1, the chapter starts like this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's break the verse down. Faith is substance. Say substance. Which means, watch me, everything that is seen starts as something that is unseen. The chair you're sitting in started as a thought in somebody's mind. They took that thought, they put that thought to paper. They took that paper and they took it to a factory where somebody could produce what they thought about. Which means, hear me, for many of you, this is why you struggle with your thoughts. Let's talk. This is why you struggle with your feelings and your emotions. This is why you struggle to see yourself beyond where you are now. Why? Because the enemy knows if he can mess with your unseen, it'll never become your seen. If he can get you, watch me, thinking about your past instead of about your future, he can lock you down. But I need to make sure I got some faith people in this building. Just elbow somebody next to you and say, faith sees what nobody else sees. I it is the substance of things hoped for. Things, 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 things. In the Greek language of our New Testament, it means business. It means matter. It means work. It means action. So faith, then, is not just belief alone. Faith is action based on what I believe. I'll back it up and say it again. It is not enough to just say, well, I believe this, I believe that, I believe this. No. Faith is not just belief. Faith is action based on belief. Say, faith is action. Based on belief. Please put it up. Say faith is action. Based on belief. Which means I don't just say it, but I do something to back it up. Don't tell me you want to be a millionaire, but you haven't opened at least four bank accounts. Why? They're only assured, insured up to 250000 apiece. Which means if you want what you said, you got to go get prepared. Don't tell me you believe in God for a new home, yet you ain't searching. Don't tell me you believe in God for a new job, yet you ain't looked on MD. Don't tell me what you're looking for, and you've not taken any action to back it up. Elbow somebody next to you, please say, take some action. God, dog, please touch somebody else that look like they got a little bit of faith and tell them, say, take some action. I All right, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped means I, watch me, I'm not just sitting back in a posture waiting. And here's how many people think faith is. It's passive. Faith is not passive. Faith is aggressive. This is me, and maybe some of y'all are like this. I have two mode settings, two mode settings. My first mode setting is aggressive. Which means I'm going after whatever I believe I want. 
And you can't tell me no. You No just means not this way. There's another way to get whatever it is I want. And for some of y'all, you've been too passive about life. Just letting life drop off whatever it drops off. I pray this series makes you aggressive to where you wake up every morning saying, I'm going after everything God has for me, has for my family, has for my business, has for my children. That's my first setting is aggressive. My second setting is aggressive-aggressive. These are my only two settings. I don't, I don't have a passive setting. I don't even feel right when I'm passive. That just doesn't even feel right to me. It's just like, oh, I can't do this. What's me? What's me? It's the substance of things hoped for. Next one, please. It is the evidence of things not seen. What's me? Say hoped. hoped. Say hoped. hoped. Hope there in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means I welcomed it by preparing for it. Question, what are you preparing for because that's what you have faith for. You ready? You ready? Some of you, you're preparing to get bad news. That's why you get it. You ready? You're preparing for people to disappoint you. That's why that's all they do. You have welcomed it by preparing for it. A woman will get noticed that she is with child. Based on what the woman gets notice of, that she is with child, what will she do? She will begin to, watch me, tell people what she has based totally on the word, watch me, of somebody else. She ain't seen no baby. She's seen a picture and they said this right here is supposed to be that. Uh-oh. What if God's making you look at something that doesn't look like what it's about to be? Ain't no faith over there. I'm going to try over here. What if what you're looking at just looks like blots on the screen and God says, I need you to see what nobody else sees. I need you to walk into the property and see what nobody else sees. I need you to walk into the building and see what nobody else sees. I... She, sees this, she sees this image and, and this image the doctor will say, watch me, a human being will say, not God, a human being who's practicing medicine. They ain't even, watch me, they're practicing. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. A human being will say, based on what we see, we see that you are carrying something that's gonna produce. Based on the word she receives, she begins to prepare. She begins to tell people that she's carrying something. Now pay attention. I, pay, I pray that you don't share, watch me, what you're carrying with people who specialize in abortion. Because they'll kill what you're carrying every time. They'll kill your idea. They'll kill your dream. They'll kill your vision. They'll kill your faith. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, it ain't dying this time. It ain't dying. I'll preach my own self happy. Fine. Come on, you two. Type it in the comments. It's not dying this time. Huh? So watch. So, so based on the word this man gives her, or woman gives her, she then goes, tells people, she prepares. She's buying pampers for, for, watch me, for a blot on the screen. No, you're, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. No, you're not getting it. She's buying pampers. Look, she's buying formula. Then has the nerve to invite other people to a baby shower. To invite other people to prepare for what she's about to birth. This is why you got to make sure you're in the right section in this building and you got to make sure online you're around the right people. Why? Because I need everybody around me to prepare for something that's about to happen. Say something big's about to happen for me. Say it again. Say something big's about to happen for me. And I am prepared. Okay, watch me. Watch me. Hoped for. It means I welcome it by preparing for it. She will then set up a nursery for a child she's not seen. The only thing she has is going off of the word of somebody. If you can believe a human that much, why do you struggle to believe the God that made humans? Hmm. Say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase. She's preparing. She's getting ready, and she's welcoming and preparing something. Watch me. The only way she really knows something is different. You ready? is that she begins to change. Ladies, can y'all talk back to me every mother? What begins to change? Your body begins to change. Well, watch me. What you eat begins to change. Your diet changes when you're carrying something. Oh my God. 
This is why some of y'all ain't fooling with the people you used to fool with. Why? I can't even do this low talking no more. My diet's changing because I'm carrying something. My diet's changing because there's something big that's about to be birthed through me. Welcome it by preparing for it. What have you welcomed by preparing for? Don't tell me you're welcoming debt freedom, yet you buy everything you see. You are not welcoming it. You are pushing it away. Question, if hoping is welcoming by preparing, that means a lack of hope means that you did not prepare, so you did not welcome. Don't tell me you're, you're, you're believing God for some great godly friends in your life, yet you haven't prepared yourself to be a good friend. It's quiet in the building. That's okay. Preach. I will. That's me. It is the evidence of things not seen. What does evidence come from? Evidence comes from the scene of something that has already taken place. Evidence doesn't come from the future. Evidence comes from the past to validate what has already happened. Which means my faith says, even though I don't see it yet, it's already done. The moment I prayed for it, it was already done. Come here, Daniel. The Bible says that the day Daniel set his mind and began to pray, that the Lord sent the answer. Somebody say, same day. But for 21 days, what he prayed for was withheld. What he prayed for was blocked. What he prayed for was stopped simply because, watch me, the magnitude of what he was about to receive. Which means the longer I got to wait for it, the bigger it's going to be. I wish... Is there anybody in this building online where it seems like you've been waiting for a little while? That means whatever he's about to send is going to be big. Whatever he's going to send is going to be beyond what you thought or imagined. Somebody say, increase my faith. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So faith, I'll say it a third time, isn't belief alone. Faith is action based on belief. Say faith, faith. is not belief alone. Faith, faith. is action Based on belief. So if you say, well, I believe. Look, every award show, everybody says, I believe I'm going to thank God. I believe in God. Everybody. Everybody likes to thank God and believe in God. The Bible says even the demons do that. So watch me. When people say, I got faith. I got faith. Believing in him is not enough. What did you do because of what you believed? When you came into this building, this temporary building on Grape Street, and you sat down in that chair, you had a belief that the chair was going to keep you up. How do I know? Because you didn't hesitate to put your weight on it. You See, watch me. It's amazing what you have faith in. You didn't check the seat. I didn't see nobody with screwdrivers checking to make sure the screws were good. I didn't see anybody making sure because you had faith that if it's here, it's going to work. And I'm going to tell some of y'all, you worried about details that God says, I don't need you to worry about that. If I took care of you back then, I'll take care of you now. Say, Lord, increase my faith. All right, so James 2.17 says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, it is what? Dead. Which means it's not enough to have faith. If my faith doesn't have something to back it up, it's dead. Which means you sent a corpse to go pick up a package. And some of you, you have sent corpses to go get your future. Problem is, watch me, corpses can't carry anything. Come on, say, Lord, bring my faith to life. Which means you're about to start doing what you've never done. So you're going to start seeing what you've never seen. You're going to start doing what you've never done. You're going to start seeing what you've never seen. You're going to start walking on water like you never walked before. And you're going to start seeing what you've never seen. You're going to start releasing what you've never released. So you're going to begin to receive what you've never received. Say it one more time. Lord, increase my faith. So if you look at Hebrews 11 and 6, it says this. But without faith. It is impossible, watch me, this is amplified, to walk with God and to please him. So God says, to please me, I require faith. And what did we just learn? Faith is not belief, but faith is the actions based on what we believe. So God's not into you talking and not walking what you talk. Hear me, for the rest of your days, you're going to walk what you talk. You ain't just going to be putting up vision boards, you're going to be saying vision accomplished. God, I wish I had faith in this building. You're not just going to be saying he's getting ready to do it. You're going to look back and say, and he did it, 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 and he did it. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God 
and to please God. Say, God, I want to please you. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe these two things. So these two things are required to please God. God is not into talk without walk. Just like you and I are not into people who say they love us and then do nothing to prove it. You ever had people in your life, I love you, and you looked at like what they did, and you were like, well, doggone, give me the hate package, because if this is love. I don't want this. God says, I don't want you talking and not walking. And for the last day of your life, have you spoken and not seen? For the last day of your life, have you prayed and not possessed? Because you're about to take the actions necessary to go get what God has for you. Say, Lord, increase my faith. So what are these two things? What are these two things that you need? Number one, you got to believe that God exists. It's on the screen. That phrase God exists is in Greek is this phrase. Greek is the language of our New Testament, Hebrew language of our Old Testament, right? It says, it must believe that God exists. That phrase exists means I am. Say he is. He is. I, am. I am. We're going to go into that in a minute. And, which means these two things go together like Hagen and Dawes, like Ben and Jerry's, like fruit and loops. Like cornflakes with two tablespoons of sugar. Y'all niggas in there. Like Cheerios with three tablespoons of sugar. Don't y'all look at me like that. Y'all don't know about that? You got to load it up. And then you drink the sugar water at the bottom and you scoop some of the sugar with the cereal. Like white bread and whipped butter. These two things go together. Tell him yes. <laughs> These two things go together. So God says, you got to believe I am. And you have to believe that I'm a rewarder. Say, he's a rewarder. Watch me. Of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Rewarder has three meanings. Number one, it means to reward. When you get a reward, think of it this way. You've ever seen where they, uh, uh, maybe on television or something, they'll say, we're going to give a reward for the person that calls us with some information. We're going to give a reward for somebody that solves this crime. For every riddle you've had in your life, for every mystery you've figured out, for every challenging thing you've done, God says, you need to believe I'm a rewarder. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, he is a rewarder. Number two, you have to believe that he's a remunerator. To remunerate means that he compensates and he pays. Which means God says, you don't go through anything without me intending to compensate you and pay you for what you've gone through. Y'all better open your mouth. Say, he's a rewarder and a remunerator. And he pays well. This is why the psalmist says, remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. Baby, there's a whole compensation package and there's some benefits to this thing. God says, it is not faith if you only believe I am, but you don't think I'm going to pay you. Bishop, how do I know that I feel that way? Because you say things like this. It ain't really worth all that. I don't know if this was worth it. I don't know if I should have did all that serving. I don't know if I should have did all that sewing. I don't know if I should have did this. I don't know if I should have did that. I don't know. It just seems like it's not worth it. Look at me. It's worth it and some more. And for 25 shouters, October starts your payback. I Come on. I don't need everybody to go up. But for those of you that believe October is going to be a payback month, I'm going to give you five seconds to go crazy. Go. Five. Four, three, two. Tell somebody on the shoulder and say, God's going to pay you. <laughs> for every time you were faithful, for every time you were consistent, for every time you did right but wrong happened to you, somebody say, he's going to pay me back. Number three, say triple R. Number three, recompense. This means God says, I'm going to pay you, watch me, for your suffering and your loss. What is suffering? When you go through something that you cannot control. Is there anybody in the building online 
where you went through something you could not control and it felt like suffering to you. Hear me? God says, your faith has to believe that I'm about to pay you for your pain and your suffering. And for every survivor, I'm going to give you five seconds to praise God for your payment, for your suffering, for your pain, for your... He is. 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 You didn't suffer for nothing. You didn't go through that for nothing. Woo! Elbow somebody say he is a rewarder. He is a remunerator. He pays recompense. Okay, let me see if I can help you. Let me see if I can help you. Because see, here's the problem with some of y'all's faith. You believe in God and that's not enough. You say, I believe in the Lord. So what? To be honest, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I don't. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. You mean to tell me that we all just popped up and showed up? Yeah, I, I just don't have faith for that. I can't, I can't do it. You mean oh, we evolved from a monkey? So can you show me one monkey that's in the process of evolution? Well, it takes millions of years. You can't find me one that's in transition? Maybe because it's not real. Oh, we came from primordial soup. Well, my question is, who put the soup there? Well, the universe just decided. It can't make decisions. It has no consciousness. Which means you saying universe is your acknowledgement of God. It is. This is why when people say God versus science, it ain't God versus science. Anything you study takes you back to God. This is why they have theories, not facts. Because all you can do is theorize based on what you've seen. But what we believe in is the unseen that created everything that is seen. Which means it ain't God versus science. God is science. Everything that you study takes you back to God. I'm not fighting with you about whether or not God is real. Take a breath. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. That's my proof. Watch me. Watch me. You believe that he is. So What? I'm just believing in God. So what? The Bible says, look at it. Look at the scripture. Verse, verse 6. And that he rewards. God says, I need you to believe that I got, I got a bag. And in this bag, I, I've got, I got one to reward you. You figured it out. You figured out how not to let people keep you down. You figured out how to fight through when you felt like giving in the towel. I want to know if there's anybody in the building online where you figured some stuff out. You didn't have a manual. You didn't have a handbook. You didn't have anybody telling you. You had to figure it out. Elbow somebody said, because you figured it out, he's going to reward you. That he's a rewarder. Number two, he's a remunerator. So the second payment God has for you is not only will he reward you, the second payment is God says, and I'm going to pay you. For everything, look at me, let me tell you why they couldn't pay you. See, for every person that ever felt like, well, they took advantage of me, they didn't pay me, shut your mouth. If they paid you, that would have been it. That check would have been all you got. But because they didn't, God says, I got your bag, I got your bag, I... For everybody in the building or online, you've ever done something and didn't get compensated for it and didn't get paid for it, you believe should shout right there, go. If they didn't pay you, that means God's going to pay you. If they didn't pay you, that means God's going to pay you. If they didn't pay you, that means God's going to pay you. Touch two or three people on the shoulder and say, God's got you, God's got you, God's got you. Got to go. So... First thing in your bag, and God says, you have to believe this. If you do not believe this, you are not walking by faith. Say, so I believe this. He's rewarding me. He's remunerating me. And then, what's the third one? He's paying me recompense. Look at me. You were just trying to get out of it. I just, I, child, I just need to get out of this. 
I just, I, just, I just need to get out this bad relationship. I just need to get out this. I just need to get out that. I just need to get out this. And you were just trying to get out of it. And you just trying to get out of it. God was like, I need you to believe that all of that suffering, all of that pain, all of that. When you sue someone civilly, you can sue for pain and suffering. Which means not only do I want damages, recompense, or excuse me, remuneration, the actual amount, but because of the hell I had to go through, there's something called punitive damages. Punitive damages mean if they acted like a criminal to punish me by not doing right by me, I get what's called punitive damages, which means that's why God lets some people act crazy with you, because he said, I'm going to add some punitive damages to the bag. I let them run their mouth on you because I'm going to add some punitive damages to the back. They thought they were destroying your character. What they didn't know is they were making your name great. I'm about to add some punitive damages to the bag. Watch me. For your suffering and your loss. In some, in, some, in some civil trials, you can get what's called treble damages, which means you get three times the actual damage amount predicated upon the actions of the one in which committed the, the, the uh, unlawful act toward you. Pay attention. God says you need to believe these three things are in your bag. Hear me, 11, 15. You cannot just believe that he is and call that faith. This message is called what? Faith for dummies. You got to believe that he's a rewarder that he's a remunerator, and that he pays recompense. If you believe all three, I want you to lay your hands on yourself. Don't touch your neighbor. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I believe that he is, and I believe he's rewarding me. I believe he's paying me recompense, and I believe I'm being remunerated. Look at this, look at this, look at this. So we must have faith that he is, I am. Where does this come from? Exodus 3 and 13. Moses is speaking to God, and Moses doesn't even know God's game. In fact, none of the Hebrews, none of the Israelites even know God's name, but they believe in him. Which means often we want too many details for it to be classified as faith. They were believing in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses said, well, what is your name? You ever been talking to somebody, having a whole conversation with somebody? You ever been going to meet with someone, 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 and then at the end of the conversation, now, what is your name? Isn't it amazing that you believed them and the details that they gave you, and watch me, and you didn't even have their name? The Hebrews were believing in a God, and they just said, well, what's his name? He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which means, watch me, I may not know his name, but I know his works. And I've seen what he's already done, and I know this ain't nobody but my God. I... For some of y'all, you want way too many details. It's like getting in your car and wanting to know the details of how everything works. You don't do all that. You get in the car, you push the button, or you turn the key, and you expect it to work. Look at me. Here's faith. Faith says, I believe it will work even though I don't have all the details. Okay, I don't like your silence. You keep saying, well, I just want to meet and have a plan. What if the plan is God? I'm fool, fooling with y'all in that 15. I'm about to go preach my own self happy and go eat me some white bread and whipped butter. Listen, listen, what if the whole plan is I'm going to do what I can do and God's going to do everything that I cannot do? What is his name? He said, you shall tell them my name is I am. And I am means I'll prove who I am and I'll prove what I am. Somebody say he'll prove it to me. Question, what is God and who has God already proved himself to be? In your life. How dare you doubt him now? How dare you doubt what he's already proven to you? See, let's tell the truth. You're supposed to be dead. Okay, oh, you want to look at me with that tone of face like you didn't overdose? Y'all ain't going to say, you want to look at me with that tone of face like you were not in an abusive relationship, like you were not in a car wreck, like you were not. I wish you would look at me like that. Look at somebody next to you and say, you're supposed to be dead, but I am. That's the only explanation. You're supposed to be a statistic, but I am. You should have been just like everybody else in your family, but you're not. You're the curse breaker, but I am, but I am, but I am. He said, 
He said, don't even tell him my name. Tell him my name is I am. Tell him my name is I'll prove. Look at the screen. I'll prove who I am. Come on. And I'll prove what I am. Say he is I am. He, is, I am. he says, we, we got to have faith that he is I am. God says, have faith in my proof. You missed it. Have faith in my proof. Check your pulse. That's your proof. You drove here, right? That's your proof. Debts are being canceled. That's your proof. Even when you thought you were going to lose your mind, he kept you. That's your proof. I need everybody in this building and everybody online. We're about to go. Just lift your hands and worship the God that has given you proof. The God that's given you proof. The God that's given you proof. Come on, say, I have proof. Look at this. Look at this. I, only, I not only need to have that faith that he is, I am, but he's a rewarder, remunerator, and he pays. Be a good class, please. Say, he's a rewarder. He's a remunerator. And he pays recompense. Genesis 15.1. This is God speaking to Abram. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. It says, after these things in the building and no line. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham. Uh, and when the word of the Lord came to Abraham, look what he says. Fear not. Say your name. Say your name. <laughs> Because I need them to write the check to the right name. I need this ACH to hit the right account. Say your name. He says, fear not after these things. The word of the Lord came to Abraham. Fear not, I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. And Genesis 12, God gets Abram a promise. This is before his name was changed to Abraham. He makes him a promise. 13, 14, he goes through some battles. 15, 15, 15, he's dealing with some fear. And God says to him, I am your defense, your shield. It's on the screen. Old school folks, you know it by this term, your buckler. I like this one. I'm the scaly hide of a crocodile, which means ain't nothing getting through me. You know what the trip is? You know what the trip is? Is that sometimes when you're walking by faith, you're fearing everything else like it's going to get through your defenses. And God says, I am your defense system. Ain't nobody getting to you. I'm your defense which means shut up trying to defend yourself. Stop trying to get the last word. I'm your protector. Well, who's going to protect me? I'm just out here by myself. Look at me. Look at me, right? Here. Look at me. Put this camera on. Look at me. I wish you would doubt him protecting you. What has he been doing the whole rest of your life? Say, he's my protector. He tells Abram, your reward is going to be very great. Now, I would be good with reward. But let me tell you, he said your reward is going to be what? Very great. Which maybe explains your great weight. Your great warfare. Your great challenge. Because your reward is going to be not just great, shout very great. Shout very great. After these things, Genesis 15 and 1 says, after these things, what things? Genesis 14, 20, last thing, we're done. And blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Look at your hands. Please follow what I'm saying, Denver. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm trying to get you blessed. Don't fight me. Look at your hands. You ready? Love you. 
Say, and God is going to deliver every enemy into my hands this spiritual year. Bible. If he did it for Abraham, he did it for us. Look what Abraham did. And he gave him a tithe of all. Here's the last thing about faith I want to give you today. Faith for dummies. <laughs> and you're not dumb. We're not dummies. This is the name of the book series, okay? Somebody say, I'm not dumb. No, you are kind. You are smart. You are important. <laughs> Y'all remember the movie? Faith always puts God and God's word First period. No, no, no wonder why so many things have been trying to fight to be number one in your life. No wonder why you've been struggling with prioritizing things. Because it's not faith if he's not first. What's the tithe? The first 10%. Pay attention. Faith always puts God first. Question, what areas of your life have other things now been placed first? But God. But his word. Pray this for me. Say, Father, today I put you where you belong. First place in my life. I believe that you are I am. And I believe that you are a rewarder. That you pay remuneration. And that you pay recompense. I believe God. I believe God. That my faith is increasing all this month just like Abram I'll possess my enemies in Jesus name increase my faith increase my faith take three seconds worship the God that increases our faith three come on everybody in the building and online two worship the God that increases our faith Worship the God that increases our faith. Faith to faith. Glory to glory. Level to level. Increase our faith. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. Or thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, if you become a Christian, we commit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, I want you to slip that hand up in the building. Online, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. When you do that, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Everybody on three. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Everything I just preached, none of it applies to you if you're not a believer. You have to believe that he is. I am. On three, hands up in the building. Online, hand with emoji, say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. Online, do the hand with emoji or say it's me. Or say it's me. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up. In Jesus' name, amen. Just pray that prayer. I need you to take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746 or scan the QR code. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You need a man of God to speak life into your life. Hear me. God does not call you to a church. That's nowhere in the scripture. The Bible says that he gives you a shepherd after his own heart. And if I'm the shepherd God's connected you to, you can live in Denver, you can live in Atlanta, you can live in Miami, you can live anywhere across America and around the world. And we'd love for you to be a part of our Harvest Church family. How do you do it? Scan that QR code or text join Harvest. What's the number? Y'all got it. Bishop, why is it so long now? It used to be short. This is for our overseas family so they can use the toll-free number as well. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. Secondly, if you want to sow to seal, if the word, how many of you, the word blessed you this morning? Somebody said, Lord, increase my faith. I want you to join me in sowing a $50 seed. 50 is the number of jubilee. It's the number of celebration. And you're going to call this your faith seed. We did it at the 915. We're going to do it at the 1115. I'm sowing twice. Never get mad at somebody's harvest if you haven't first seen their seed. 
You want what your neighbor got, so what your neighbor sows. You want out of debt, so what debt free people sow. You want to be a seven-figure earner, so what seven-figure earners sow. Your increase comes from your release. So, Bishop, I don't have the fit to get as close as you can to that. And we're going to sow together today. Bishop, where does this come from in the Bible? First Samuel chapter 9. The scripture, it's all throughout the Bible, but it's made clear there. The Bible says that they sowed to seal the word that they'd received from Samuel, the man of God. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. How can you do it? You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. What is this seed called? Say, this is my faith seed. Come on, y'all talk to me like an army. Say, this is my faith seed. I'm sowing in belief that my faith is increasing. I'm sowing in belief that he is and he's a rewarder. And he pays recompense. And he's a remunerator. I am walking by faith. In Jesus name. Can you release a praise right? Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.com church.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.